listening to the Troy Chi Alpha podcast, reconciling students to Christ and equipping them to transform the university, the marketplace, and the world. This is Fellowship, take number two. I'm Justin Felch, and I'm here today with Richard Skinner, and we're going to be talking about Chi Alpha's five-fold ministry philosophy, and in particular, uh, fellowship. Richard, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today and to answer our questions about uh, Chi Alpha's five-fold ministry philosophy and the value of fellowship. Richard, before we begin, can you tell us just a little bit about what is Chi Alpha's five-fold ministry philosophy? Okay. Um, it's, um, a, um, an interesting thing that in God's word, we really don't have a lot of places where it talks about what the, um, you know, early church looked like. Uh, we have, you know, things that Paul sent to this church or to that church, but as far as, uh, how, what, what the church really taught and, um, some of the things that they really, uh, thrived in, we, we really don't have a lot of uh, places in God's Word that talks about that, but in Acts 2, 42 through 47, uh, Luke shares with us uh, five things that the, um, that the uh, early church did uh, that we in Kaifa believe is um, key things for us to see uh, within, uh, within the church here. Um, and so those five things are fellowship, discipleship, prayer, worship, and mission. So those five things um, that the early church did, that they were strong at, um, that they made a point to do, uh, we feel that those same things are things that we need to see uh, within our group here at Troy. Marcia, that sounds uh, pretty straightforward. There, There are these things we see the early church focusing on, and so it just stands to reason that uh, in ministry today, we should focus on those same things. So um, fellowship is the first one you mentioned, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, I think maybe um, when people think about fellowship, they, they kind of think, well, why do we need to discuss that? It's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, maybe uh, they, they think about eating food or playing games or, or, or other things like that. Maybe they grew up in a very traditional church that had a fellowship hall or special room, and that was uh, where they ate casseroles after church uh, on special occasions. Um, and so maybe today we can talk about fellowship in maybe a little bit deeper or different role. Um, so, Richard, tell us a little bit about why um, Chi Alpha values um, fellowship and what part fellowship plays in this ministry philosophy. Okay. Um. You know, it's sad, but a lot of times we don't realize uh, how big a thing it is until we've lost it. Um, so for uh, the past four or five months, you know, we've not been able to go to school and we've had to do things online and we've, have, we've had to stay six feet away from, you know, each other. And we've all gotten to learn to use Zoom really well and... Um, because of of these things, we've missed out on being in the same room with each other, of 
of seeing each other's face um, and being close enough, you know, where we could, um, you know, share more, uh, I guess you might say personally. And, and we've missed out on that. And I think it's clear we've heard many people share and feel like we're very distant, like we're like um, we feel, if you will, I guess you might say alone. Um, uh, even in churches, we've you know we've had to do church on, on, online. Um, although within the past few weeks, that's that's begun to change. But but still, there's this sense that God made us uh, to have fellowship with Him and with each other. Um, you know, when God made everything, He said that it was good. But then He looked at man, and man didn't have anyone else like his own self to have um, fe- fellowship with. And so God made made Eve. Um, and so I think from the very start, we were made to have fellowship with God, and we were made to have fellowship uh, with each other. Um, and, you know, honestly, it's, it's pretty easy to have fellowship with people that you have a lot uh, alike with. You both like sports, or you both like certain types of, of food, or you both like to play games. Um, but what happens when someone comes along and they ask something of you that's going to require you to sacrifice, or that's it's going to cause you to give up your own your own plans? Um, when someone asks us for help, um, when someone asks us to give up what we want to, to, to do to help someone else, that's when, honestly, we find out a lot of times that, you know, we tend to want to do what we want to do. And honestly, sometimes we live kind of selfish, lonely lives. Um, and I think that's something that we need to learn to grow out of. You know, it's a, a bit of a paradox we find ourselves in is that we are built uh, to need community and we need that fellowship with other people. Um, but then, unfortunately, uh, we are all imperfect human beings and um, given enough time, um, some sort of trouble or disagreement will arise that, that can cause uh, hardship or grief in, in that fellowship. Um, and uh, it's unfortunate that we see so many people um, who do feel alone, who, who do feel like they lack uh, that fellowship that they were built for. Um, and it's unfortunate that we have to experience times like this where we, we, we're not able to have fellowship to, to really realize how important and how valuable it is for us. Uh, so Richard, uh, can you talk to us a little bit about where in the Bible um, we see examples of how God wants us um, to interact with each other and what fellowship should really look like yeah um in matthew 22 37 through 40 um christ gives us you know kind of the great law that all the the laws um that they all hang on two things and that's loving god with all our heart soul mind and strength and uh secondly to love your neighbor as your own self um and so the question there was, okay, well, who is my neighbor? And the answer was, honestly, well, it's everybody. Um, so we're called to love God with everything we have. 
Um, and then we're called to love um, everyone else as our own self. Now, we're all pretty good for the most part at loving our own selves, but Jesus takes it up another notch in John 13, um, verse 34 and 35. He says, um, he, he, he tells them that you are to love one another just as I have loved you. So you are to love one another, and by all this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So Jesus there, he kind of takes it up a notch, and he says, you know what? You're not just to love others as you love yourself, but you're to love others in light of the way that I've loved you. So when we think of having fellowship with other people now, it's not just about what we want but it's about us loving them the way Christ loved me, and I'm supposed to love them in the same way as Christ loved me. So how did Christ love us? Well, he laid down his life for us. He put us above his own self. He took all of our sins and gave us his righteousness. Um, so he put others above his own self. Um, so I think... When we bear with each other, when we forgive each other, when we go that extra mile to help or to serve one another, um, that's having fe fellowship with Christ, with my brother. Um, and so fellowship is really about life being lived out with each other as Christ, as our common bond. Well, I think... This picture you painted for, for us is, is a really powerful picture of what God intended Christian fellowship to look like uh, for, for how the Christian community should interact with one another. Um, but maybe at times it, it feels uh, a little bit difficult to, to follow that example that Jesus gave us to, to live up uh, to Scripture's expectations for, for what Christian fellowship should look like. And so, Richard, maybe today you could give us and our listeners some just maybe really practical first steps. If I uh, want to grow uh, in fellowship and I want to grow in being able to love others well, um, where could I start to grow in this? Okay. I think it's just some good practical steps that, that we can uh, do. Um, maybe one, uh, go out and find someone who is maybe, um, let's, see, let's see, ethnically, uh, not like you, and just go and talk w with them and, and just sit there and, and listen and try to get to know them, not, not for the sake of, of wanting to uh, share or even uh, try to win them to Christ, but just try to find someone who's different from you and spend time getting to know them uh, for the sake of just wanting to know them better. Um, so I think that, that might be one good step. Um, I think another good step would be uh, try to find someone that, that, that you can serve um, and not want anything back. Um, I think so many times we, we do things uh, and we kind of subconsciously think, okay, well, if I do this for them, you know, maybe they'll do this for me. And I, I think the, the type of fellowship that, that Christ wants us to have is where our right hand doesn't know what our left hand does and where we're truly serving because we see a need and we go out there to help someone else, not wanting anything back. 
And then maybe a, a third thing that I think um, maybe the church struggles with so much is just learning to forgive others. Um, I think we've all been hurt uh, by other people before, um, but we're called to forgive as Christ forgave us. So maybe a third step would be practically forgiving someone who has, you know, hurt, hurt you. Um, and I think as we take these practical steps of learning to have fellowship with other people and to allow Christ to be at the center of it, I think we, we can really grow in this sense of, of sharing life with each other and learning to love each other better. Well, Richard, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more we could talk about, um, the details of, of how to have a perfect fellowship with one another, but I think these things that you've given us, I think if we can do them, if we can really understand one another, if we can truly serve one another and truly forgive one another, I think that will go a long ways into helping us have uh, a healthy community that really practices a biblical idea of fellowship with one another. So thank you, Richard, for taking the time to answer our questions and to talk to us today about fellowship. Um, for those who are listening and want to know more about Chi Alpha's five-fold ministry philosophy, you can find us online or send us an email. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Troy Chi Alpha podcast. To learn more about the ministry of Troy Chi Alpha Campus Ministries, follow us on Instagram at Troy Chi Alpha, visit us on the web at TroyChiAlpha.com, or email us at TroyChiAlpha at gmail.com.